Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. Oscar episode. Oscar, Oscar. Tell me the news. I got <laughs> that <laughs> what a case of loving you. Movie news. Yeah, oh, that's your new rap. <laughs> yeah. So even though we haven't seen any of these movies, <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna talk blindly about them. I mean, it's in our DNA to talk award talk shows. A whole bunch of shit. And I'm also so over caffeinated right now. My palms are sweating. Oh. Okay. Uh, your palms are sweaty eating mom's spaghetti. Knees weak, palms sweaty, right? Uh-oh. Is that? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I... eat mom's spaghetti. I know. Every time I say my palms are sweaty. <laughs> I always think of it. I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so Oscars are officially on. We got, well, we had gotten the nominations a couple weeks ago, but last week we found out that there's actually going to be hosts. Yeah, and I feel like the hosts were not talked about at all So when they announced it. Like, we saw it and we texted each other, but I haven't, you know, well, yeah. I also live in a bubble, so never mind. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure people have been talking about it. Um, actually, my mom, shout out Randy, sent me the link. Um, but Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes will be the trio of hosts at it's this be so year. fun. Oscars, which is on Sunday, March 27th on ABC. Yeah, I mean, I know Casey and I have been all about having a duo or several. We talked about like comedians or comedic actors of different backgrounds. I think you need to get the improv people or the stand up people, the ones that are quick on their feet. They can co- comment on the moment, they can do transitions. Wanda Sykes should have been in the conversation since 2000. Like, yeah. talk about a name that would be a great Oscar host. Regina Hall is. I really mean, getting Casey great and I love at our hosting. Yeah, Regina Hall. So always supporting. And yeah, Amy Schumer. I mean, she never really does anything bad. So I well, I think it's the best Oscars we've ever seen. No, I think those years are way behind us. Yeah, but I think this is. A good solution. I'm certain it certainly doesn't make me not excited to tune in. If they host make me no, I was just gonna say the hosts make me more excited than the nominees. (laughs) And if they let the hosts do what the hosts want to do, then it'll be even better. This is why you hire these people. They're they're the creatives. Let the creatives do their thing, and then we'll get a better show. Well, and also knowing that like someone like Amy Schumer also has a group of writers that she works with, so who are also well, they all they're all going to. That's what I was thinking. Like yeah, yeah, unless. They do what they kind of do with MTV where they actually end up like the host doesn't have anything to do with casting the writers. Oh, I would think that Amy would want to have some of her like, you know, people. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure Wanda has. She works with all the time. Yeah. I mean, Regina is a little different because she's not straight up stand up. She's more of an actress that has done a lot of comedic. Yeah, it's just normally in these cases, the writers are hired on to then work with the hosts and not necessarily chosen. But then that's where we got the Lonely Island guys. Like they started writing for MTV for those award shows. And then Jimmy Fallon hosted. And then Jimmy talked to Lauren about getting 
the Lonely Island Boys to audition for SNL. So it can get it can get there. So yeah, so either even if it's their own voice or they because Phil Wang, who's a great British comedian, he's on Amy's new show that's gonna be on Hulu. And oh, he, okay. I found out that he was writing for it because she showed a clip of him like at her apartment and they were like working on stuff. And I was like, holy shit, Phil Wang is like known by Amy Schumer because he's not even like the most well-known writer comedian over ab- abroad. Mm. So I was very interested. So I'm wondering yeah. if he's part of the writing crew or yeah. So it's super interesting to see who would be part of their crews to bring on or if they um, kind of what they do. But the, all three of them will be absolutely like fantastic and then it's really good to be able to spread that out too so the transitions like can go a lot smoother and stuff like yeah. that i mean it's a lot on one person's plate and hopefully there'll be a lot of cute like the digital shorts or you know all that other stuff so it's not only relying on the live hosting so yeah that's exciting i mean that's definitely made it more exciting than than what we were expecting yeah like, that's I mean- give it to the girls let's give them a chance and hopefully make up for all the terrible male hosts we've had in the past well because who yeah i mean people are not going to watch this unfortunately it's going to be the lowest are are we even going to have a lot of presenters there i mean the presenters will be there but you mean you know what i mean nominees like do we know the status of vaccines masks oh i think they're trying to like lax it to like get people to come but then they're also I think you know then, still California law. So. Yeah, and like today was reported. So guess no masks inside. What was reported today? Oh, Bieber has COVID. The Queen has COVID. Like, there's more celebrities getting COVID again. So, like in two weeks, it could be a mask mandate again. You know what I mean? I think everyone's so. I think everyone's just over it. I think there would no, be an absolute I, I don't riot disagree. if there was another mask mandate. <laughs> and I don't think they can do. I don't. I feel like our government just can't ask us to do anything else anymore. It's like fine here. You guys fucking figure it out. You aren't like morons who aren't getting vaccinated. Like that's on you. Yeah. No, I you're mean, right. I mean, it has that suits people. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I'll see. Well, it's also the lowest. These films have made almost no money. We have like the lowest streaming any. numbers, the lowest um, revenue numbers of like nearly any Oscars ever. So yeah. I mean, I just it's brutal. Out of the nominations of Best Picture, I haven't seen any of them. And I think I only... Oh, no. I saw Don't Look Up, which is definitely not going to win. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I could... I didn't enjoy that movie. I think I'm... like A lot of people, you know, I... Yeah. I'll go on my soapbox. Not I'm not a movie I'd be interested in watching again. Did not think it was very well done. Uh, too long. Unnecessary dune i should be seeing but also three hours long so like come on guys yeah. uh coda i don't coda even know looks that really one. interesting that is stands for child of deaf adults and that is um i thought it was a documentary to be perfectly honest with you but maybe it's not that's on apple tv that that might be the one i mean that's a big one i know that's what a lot of people are saying could potentially win yeah, so Ruby is the only hearing member of her deaf family from Gloucester, Massachusetts. So even when they sign, they sign in a Boston accent. Um, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I was I was more re- as I'm, as you're talking, I'm reading the description of it, and I'm like, oh, this actually is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. 
yeah hugely hugely like successful i'm sure like quiet little sleeper film emotional yeah uh the other one that i'm very interested in that won't either get best picture but is um uh very interested waiting just waiting for it to come to streaming is belfast starring my girl katrina bell from outlander and my boy jamie dornan and that's about the troubles um you know that literally the term that they use for when northern ireland was divided between catholics and protestants it's referred to as the troubles and that happened in the 60s and it's a reflection of kenneth branagh's childhood and he wrote and directed it Mm. uh and so and then it's introducing this really fantastic young boy named jude who plays like the young version of kenneth and kenneth was a northern irish guy in the 60s like this is him as his coming of age tale judy dench is probably going to take the oscar for what is considered not her greatest performance, but they nominated Judy Dench. They want her. I mean, West Side Story, I feel like should be really the top contender and nobody saw it. Mm, I was going to say the only one out of this list that I do want to see is, is um, Licorice Pizza. Still want to see that very much so, but don't think it's going to no, 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 be no. taking any awards. But yeah, very excited about that one. The other nominations, The Power of the Dog, that's on Netflix. I half watched that and stopped, but then after no, listening to List Culture, uh, well, I might have to go back and see it after watching listening to Lost Culturistas this weekend when they were talking about it of like you know there's i don't think i got to like the twist of the film to make it very interesting yeah and i have i was already not planning on watching it so they mentioned yeah the spoiler and yeah i have no interest yeah drive my car i don't really know anything about i don't think it's american movie is it it doesn't seem so um it, i would go on a limb and say japanese by the producer's last name is yamamoto yeah uh, and then nightmare alley yes poor... it is a japanese movie nice i love my origins of last names this is the premise an aging widowed actor seeks a chauffeur the actor turns to his go-to mechanic who ends up recommending a 20 year old girl despite their initial misgivings a very special relationship develops between the two that is that does sound interesting but that just means i would need to be mentally ready to watch subtitles and what actually I think is um, kind of shocking, and I knew there was a lot of buzz around this, was everything, everywhere, all at once was slated. That's Michelle Yao, uh, a starring, and Michelle Yao is a very prominent, uh, well-accomplished uh, actress. She was in Tomorrow Never Dies, Shang-Chi. She's now, she's 60, but she's now getting, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like, she is a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that. Obviously. She's going to be in the Avatar series. Yeah, yeah. She's So she stars in this film that is very, like, so visually insane. And, like, yeah, it's just the trailer is, like, so intense. It's American science fiction film written by Daniel Kwan and Daniel uh, Scheinart. Uh, and that was, yeah, that was getting a lot of buzz. I'm very, very surprised that that's not on the list. Um, but Nightmare Alley somehow got on there, and I'm so sorry to say that to you, Bradley Cooper, because I do love you so much, but, like, I cannot watch a Guillermo del Toro film, so I guess I really shouldn't even be having a podcast. Yeah, because... I mean, shape, shape of a, what is that one? Shape of Water, yeah. Shape of Water, I mean, yeah. Although, I will say I'm more, I think I'm more interested in the actor actresses because there are like i still need to see it it's on 
um, HBO Max, but The Eyes of Tammy Faye with Jessica Chastain, like, I definitely wanted to see that, and I feel like she is such a great actress that, like, anytime she's in something that remotely is something I'd be interested in, I should watch it. And I love the whole story of Tammy Faye Baker and... That's a good one. And then flip of that, I mean, Andrew Garfield is the hut is the right. Mr. Baker, but then he is nominated for Tick, Tick, Boom. Which I also need to say. Yeah, I know. I just hate rent. Like, we, rent was so forced on us in college. Yeah, I like, didn't, I didn't in, even see it until... Oh, no, like the soundtrack. Do you not oh, remember no. the people that we had to spend time with and they would not stop listening to the fucking soundtrack and then the hockey team wouldn't stop listening to the fucking soundtrack and I'm like, you guys, we're a hockey team. What are we yeah, doing? I mean, it's it's a okay play. It's not the best play I've ever seen, and it's certainly not a play worth listening to. Those terrible, terrible like. I mean, not. I mean, the move, the play. Horrible things happen, and the songs are talking about horrible things. And play it's like, incredibly socially relevant, and necessary, especially for the time period, right. and needs to be told. That story but needs to be told. Why are we like? wanting to talk about and sing about terrible things constantly when we're like uh, still just trying to make it out in the world yeah yeah <laughs> play is very necessary and very relevant could the play not have been a musical yeah, yeah. <laughs> would it have hit harder that way or would we probably be resonating more with it yeah yeah but that's us i don't um, need us to sing all the number of how many people have died from aids to know that aids is important to like you know fight find but wait, wait wait do you think that song is about the number of people that died from aids the 525,000 yeah. that's what mm-hmm. i thought it was no that's just like how many minutes that's literally how many minutes are in a year okay maybe we're mis- maybe we're interpreting it other ways anyway yeah <laughs> i mean the, the movie the show is the play is about aids yeah and like trying to survive in new york city yeah anyway um <laughs> uh, but yeah leo dicaprio no Nomination. Was he in? Oh right. Yeah. I, mean, I was. I about to say, was he in anything? And then I realized he was in. Don't uh, look up. Don't look up. But like, he was probably my least favorite character. No, agreed. So, but uh, but it just again, I mean, I mean, he really does. Like, I don't know why he keeps coming back. Like, that's all Leo's daddy issues of why he like he cannot get an Oscar to save his fucking life. Well, he did get one already, so like he should just stop. No, he's gonna, still going to be Leo. But he's like, you know, it took him how many years yeah. before and he, he was the it. Susan Lucci of. Yeah, and he didn't even get it for like the right one, but whatever. Yeah, but that's what they always do. You know, yeah. same with Denzel. He didn't get it for Malcolm. They gave it to him for Training Day. Like, well, Training Day is yeah, great. Yeah, I never saw Training Day, but people talk about it as if it is like one of the best movies. So. Yeah, no, it definitely is a fantastic movie. Definitely he's better than the it, But how dare you get, not give him Training Day? I mean, dear Lord. You mean Malcolm. I'm, thank you. Sorry. My yeah. bad. My bad. Um, then, well, because I was also double checking to see if, because if anybody like Jonah probably could have gotten that supporting yeah. um, from yeah, an actor. Give, yeah. Give it to Jonah for sure. Yeah. Because I mean, of all the characters in Don't Look Up, I mean, Jonah and Timmy Shalloway. Yeah. Like my entire reason for watching this. But uh, leading actors, we got Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos available on Amazon. Right? Yeah. For people. I go back and forth on that too. I feel like I'm sure it's good, but knowing that Kate Blanchett was supposed to be Lucy, I just feel like that would have been, they should have just waited until it worked for Kate's 
schedule. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, whatever. Andrew Garfield, Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, another whatever. Denzel's getting a bone thrown at him for the tragedy of Macbeth which I don't think anyone will watch. It's on HBO. I was going to say, is it even available anywhere? Yeah, and it's actually, um, it's him and Francis McDormand. So I might actually kind of dip in to see how long, because then it's an, um, it's a Coen Brothers. It's the Coen Brothers version of Macbeth. Oh, right. So I'm slightly interested in that. She's married to one of the Coen Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I love, how can you not? Franny McDormand, baby. Franny D. Yeah, she's she's the goat. Yeah. That little uh, boy from Belfast was nominated. Oh, okay. And my boy Jesse Plemons. And then J.K. Simmons also got a bone thrown at him for being Ricardo. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's won before, so. Yeah. He's great. But yeah, yeah. he just always ends up in a He's also um, shredded. Google yeah, yeah, yeah. J- J- Google J.K. Simmons recent like gym photo and your brain's gonna explode i mean he was already really stacked again if you're a fan of oz you would have seen that he was stacked in oz as well but that was 30 years ago and then um he wasn't really putting any weight on he's just never been physically featured and so it's shocking to see how in shape he got himself yeah he looks like one of those guys that like you know gets the oil and does one of those bodybuilding classes yeah yeah he's there it's crazy Yeah, shout out to um, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter. The Lost Daughter, I think we would both really enjoy. It's just going to be tough to get through. That's a very... that I know how it ends. I... Oh, bummer. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I, not every movie needs to be like a really intense emotional roller coaster. And I feel like that's what all these are. And like I was saying before we got on the pod, like I need funny or lighthearted stuff. And I get that Oscars are not going to be that. But like it's really none of these movies are really feel good i guess coda probably is um i would say that's going to be an up and down because it's a a teenager emotional roller coaster and it's like isn't life that right now i mean it's not just life in general yeah well it's even worse in covid times and (laughs) yeah but again kirsten dunst who does finally got finally got her numb yeah, I mean, this girl, like this, I mean, the greatest, one of the greatest films of all time, Drop Dead Gorgeous. She should have got a nomination for that film. I mean. Or Bring It On, I mean. <laughs> like, this woman cannot give you a bad performance. Jumanji, she should have got nominated. Jesus, I mean. She's been acting since she was a little girl in freaking Vampire, Interview with the Vampire. I well, mean- that's the thing. She's been nominated. Um, and she was nominated for Interview with a Vampire and for, let's see, let me see, is she even, come on, why is um, Wikipedia giving us absolute bullshit, like, acting, oh, does she get her own other section? <laughs> oh, she does, oh, she does, she got her own Wikipedia page for this. Okay, so for- uh, Just um, for her nominations, you mean? Yeah. Because she's been her, all of her accolades. So this is her first fucking Oscar nomination. How gross is that? That's what I said. <laughs> Excuse nom- me, sir. So she wasn't nominated for interview. She was a Golden Globe. That's why oh, I got okay. that confusion. That there yeah. we go. And then she got Fargo nominated Golden Globe for the TV show, Becoming a God in Central Florida Golden Globe, Power of the Dog Golden Globe, but has not won. Probably won't. 
I mean, who is she against in these ones? Um, Jesse Buckley for Lost Daughter that I don't know. Oh, Ariana DeBois for West Side Story, and Judy Dench for Belfast, and then um, Anjuno Ellis, who I'm assuming is one of the daughters in King Richard. Yeah, she could. It, I think it'll either go to her or Judy. Fair enough. Yeah, Ariana also. You know, she yeah, probably this is her first. Ariana, I don't think is going to get it. It's her first nom. Well, I mean, it, you can say the same thing for Kirsten, even though. But I yes, know, but I see Kirsten's what you're saying. Been in it for a longer. Like, this you know is really I mean? the first performance that Ariana could get nominated yeah, for. They don't really do that, very rarely. Um, I mean, clearly, Encantado is going to win every animated thing, and I haven't seen it, but everyone says it's like the best thing ever. I'm uh, I'm fine with it. I just can't get into. Um, your boy oh that like lin manuel yeah just his personality is so annoying to me but i just yeah um no not uh, animated films there's just something about my brain that has like left childhood that's like this is animated whereas in my Uh, head i like read a rumor and i'm like this is all true (laughs) i like can't get on board (laughs) i can't suspend the elements like like inside out or toy story and those are so good yeah, I just, like, don't ever go back to, like, visit them, really, where I, like, will consume other garbage over and over okay. again. I mean, yeah. you have your preferences, and you're allowed You're allowed to. Yeah, is there any other category that you're interested in? I feel like... Not really. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I'll be interested to see what everyone's wearing, probably more than the actual... Are we getting a red carpet? We have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, can we go back to before times? <laughs> oh, this is what I was going to propose was now 2020 is now we're restarting. Like we had started with the year zero back and then we have AD and BC. And so I was thinking we go 2020 and then everything is BT before times. And then everything after is ET end times. Because <laughs> the world's about to end. Yeah. I just thought of this the other day when I was walking my dogs. And I was like, oh, I have a platform or that we, I can communicate. <laughs> or we bring back BC. We say before Corona, after Corona. BC, AC. Yeah, but then you're fucking up all the BC time periods before then. Doesn't matter. It's all about to get fucked up anyway. <laughs> no, it does matter because that's history. <laughs> and then you'd be like, wait, which BC is it? But yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So those are the nominations. We're we're definitely tuning in. I mean, we won't care about. There like, won't the be anything losers, else on. <laughs> but now we'll be tuning. I'd be more tuning in to watch the hosts. Yeah. Now that they announced those hosts. Agreed. So that's exciting. I'm just excited. There's finally hosts, let alone more than one, let alone being people we actually don't despise. I mean. Yeah. It was on ABC. I was getting very nervous. We were going to go into the Anthony Anderson territory, and then I was going to have to really just give up on life. Or we just, like, throw it to Jimmy Kimmel because we can't get creative? Like, yeah. yeah. So, it's not going to be Ricky Gervais. Then, like, then just give us- don't. Yeah. Just don't. <laughs> yeah. And I hope these ladies go after everybody because it's they super will. fun. Amy, Amy definitely will. Yeah, and Wanda doesn't and give Wanda a fuck. Sure. Yeah. yeah, Wanda goes goes in much worse than Amy, really. Yeah, it'll really be super did. fun. Um, okay. should we go to update on Bobby? Bobby S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
you know, coroner report came back um, on the, you know, these fatal injuries of this head injury that led to uh, subdermal hematoma that they ruled was the reason he, he died of a brain bleed. But, and, and so then the family actually, so conversations started coming out about like, well, like how did this happen? And then I don't even think the actual ME, unfortunately, then like the, you know, the parasites, of the people, I guess I can like, I'm kind of hopping on that ship talking about this too, hopping on that boat. Um, but I don't even think it was like the actual ME that examined him, but other medical areas started saying like, well, there needed to be a significant injury or, or was it the ME? Cause yeah, somebody said like, it looked more like to suffer the injuries that he did, he would have had to have blunt force trauma or a fall from a significant height, like up to 30 feet or hit getting hit in the head with a bat. And like, they're trying to put a timeline together and they don't have any footage from, I mean, I don't, I also don't have a hundred percent sure if they've um, subpoenaed the hotel for all the footage in the lobby, but no, I you know, a, nobody I reported that he fell. There you went. go. That that's one of her clients. That hotel. well, don't say that out loud. <laughs> I, don't think that's what's I didn't say her last name. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, all the fifteen listeners, <laughs> um, Lexi being maybe one of them. <laughs> and we'll see if she gets a shout out. So, uh, so that yeah. So, but the family put a junction on anybody speaking publicly right. about this information because they really don't want to start having this conversation of what like he's passed. We need to accept that he's passed. They didn't suspect foul play. He was found like tucked into his bed. There, you know. So the question is, did he fall in the hotel? Some, you know, the first speculation hit his head on the headboard. Again, still, that doesn't. That's not going to hit hard enough, enough impact. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're wondering, did he fall in the bathroom and hit his head and not do anything about it? Like, so oh, if you fall on onto the yeah the the porcelain of the bathtub. Yeah, I mean, they're saying, yeah, what do we know from, well, they're saying the autopsy, but he was buried within, like you were saying, yeah. within his religion accordance, within what, two days? Usually, I mean. They followed the Jewish faith. Yeah, like, they I got feel him on the like it quickly. was within less than a week, they, the funeral, so. Agreed. And on, then you would have to get some kind of, you know, the DA would have to file something to Exhume, exhume the, body, the body and then do another autopsy or like a more you know which yeah hopefully they don't do but especially if the family doesn't want them to yeah a different story if the family's like we want to find out what happened blah 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 but yeah so for what we know from the autopsy is that he did have a fractured skull and so and considering like he was messaging his wife and he posted at 2 a.m. after the show to say right. like, how excited he was back goes back to the hotel falls asleep like the timeline what is like he would have had to have brain injury before the show like yeah so they're just Did like someone like hit him in the hotel and like and then not steal from him and tuck him into bed and and frame the crime scene to, like it makes yeah there's nothing and then again that would be video footage in the hallway right people exactly coming in out like yeah, it, it weird. Re- this one is shockingly bizarre, but significant force. There would have to have been physics involved where he had two falls, maybe. Did he hit his front of the head and then hit his back? Like, 
Yeah, there's so, unfortunately, it's all, like, garbage doctors that didn't do the autopsy that are speculating. Right, but- it's, a lot of it is speculation, but clearly the fact that a bump on your head is not going to equate to what happened to him. Unless a brain bleed across, yeah. yeah, like, multiple areas. Things are that- not adding up, and so that's why all the speculation is coming out. Yeah, and it's really because it was such a shocking death. I think maybe people are just like, we need to make sense of this, and but then you know, horrible things happen for right every day, and yeah. So R.I.P. Bob. I mean, I'm still not over it. Like I'm still not. It. I mean, it. It also. It's hard to think about it this way since all of COVID is mushed together. But it 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 did only happen like a month ago. It's okay to still be not over it. Oh, yeah, but then also just it being, like, like I wasn't expecting, like, yeah, Bob to be such an impact. No, of course. I mean, especially for people like you and I who were raised by the television. I mean, he was definitely a a significant presence if it wasn't, you know, just. Yeah. I mean, do you remember being kind of devastated when we were old enough to find out, like, his stand-up wasn't G-rated? And, like, he yep. had this other life that was, like, he's a human being, but we're like, Well, no. and also, I mean, it, I was just going to say, if you weren't even, because I know a lot of guys, like, boys weren't necessarily into family, um, Full House, but every kid watched America's Funniest Videos. Yeah. Because that was, like, YouTube before YouTube. Yeah. So. Yeah. There was some child on on the internet being like, wait, this was the show that he hosted? Like, oh, you, God. yeah, like you guys just all watch the same well. content. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, these things got shipped in by VHS, bro. You were lucky if they watch your videotape. I had a friend was... that there was like a funny video she had that she submitted to them like four times because they never like accepted it. Yeah. But like it never. Did her dad get hit in the nuts with anything? No, it was basically no. like. Throw a, it away. A sister running in to, to a like, door running right into the stove like into the oven okay it, it, it was classic like america's funniest videos especially you know they would sometimes at the very beginning just show ones that people would submit that wouldn't actually get to like get an intro or or actually win the money so it was very interesting it never got picked up but that probably shows how many people were sending those yeah That's what people had to live for it back in the 90s yeah, and you got some money, and then maybe you that got was blown your out to be on the show. Yeah, that was how people made it to become TikTok famous was, oh, you record yourself on a VHS, you only got one, you mail it, it probably costs like $5 postage. I was going to say 20 mail VHS. <laughs> yeah, you had to go into the mail, you had to go get it weighed. You had, to, you, know, like, you had to buy a VHS, which, by the way, those were... If you like, were a rich family that owned a camcorder. Right. No, I mean, this was a full... This took more than, like, a day to do. Yeah. This was, <laughs> this was your whole weekend activity. With filming and shipping it off. So good. Um, uh, speaking of 90s, we have some exciting, like, 90s... Spinoff babies? Spinoff baby couples that were just like you know Casey and I love I always think about like the second generation i.e. the Dakota Johnsons who's like both parents are yeah well I would say we're maybe even are we entering a third or fourth generation because now 
Well, no, I was going to say, like, for yeah. us, it was all about the second generation. Although there were some situations which were third when you have, like, the Drew Barrymore families who are just dying. Yeah, and, like, learning Tony Curtis was Jamie Lee Curtis's father. Right, like, or, like, Carrie yeah. Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Like, our parents' age was really where that second generation would even start. And yeah. so now we're getting into third and sometimes in fourth. And what's even more fun is when you have the two different celebrities then have their kids start dating which we have actually two stories this week um the less exciting one i think for us is um kurt cobain oh and- I would, i'll flip it for me yeah oh really because i yeah. think this is my le- less exciting but 90s related kurt cobain and um courtney love's daughter Frances Bean. Frances Bean is actually, she just confirmed her relationship with Tony Hawk's son, Riley Hawk. Who's cute as fuck. And also these people are nearly 30. That's why I'm more excited because like right. this is more legit. Like this is, and it's really cute that like Riley Hawk comes from a very, very nice family. Tony is a great guy. Yeah, we no love one's ever said a bad thing about him. He, I mean... The thing, I mean, the impact Tony Hawk has had on my life is unbelievable. But then marry that with Tony Hawk's career coming in line with Nirvana and grunge. Right. Well, and that's like nineties like emo punk. Like, yeah, this is a match made in heaven. And France the nineties gave us the rise of skateboarding, which coincided directly with grunge culture. Yeah, it's really cool to see. But I mean, what's interesting with Francis is she's been married before yeah but he was a real piece of shit and that was in 2014 and he then like said like she i don't even think she gift she might have gifted him a guitar of kurt's but then he held kurt's guitars ransom during the divorce and was like no these are like we're splitting these like as a legal married couple i'm entitled to half of your things and she was like that's my dad's shit dude like yeah like you're lucky that i let you touch it and he was like nope now this is legally mine and so that was a big part of the divorce settlement and stuff like that but that was also in 2014 to 2017 so she was um she was born in 92 so she got married to him when she was like 21 yeah and she also had courtney love as as her mom mom, and she seems to be in a much better shape than she could be yeah exactly so that's the one my more exciting one because, again, I think I just like the people, the parents more than I did with the other one is Kate Hudson and um, her ex. Were they ever married? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ex-husband Chris Robinson. Rob- yeah. Chris Robinson there. So her first son, Ryder Robinson, is dating Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann's youngest daughter, Iris Apatow. Um, yeah, I did I think, think it Iris was Maude. Like 19. So this yeah, when you tag me in the photo, I thought it was Maude. And I was like. Maud is no, robbing Maude that is cradle. Maud is dating like um, a really, really smart like author or something. Oh, fun! Yeah, but I was like, wait, Maud's too old to be dating an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is Iris. Um, yeah, who's so cute and so funny. She's a little blonde, curly-haired girl. If you know that Judd Apatow puts his kids in everything, forty-year-old virgin, and then this is forty and other stuff. But yeah, and they're so fun and cute. Yeah, and so I just, 
I love Kate Hudson. I love Leslie Mann and, and Judd Apatow. And I just want to envision like them all hanging out in LA, like with the kids. And I think they went to school together. Cause I feel like Judd has mentioned like probably- him doing drop off and being like, well, and then you have Kate Hudson in front of you just being Kate Hudson. And I'm like, this troll that gets out of the car at seven in the morning. Right. That sounds about right. But yeah. like, I mean, what do you expect when you're in LA and there's only so many high schools and they all go to the same freaking schools? And yeah. I just love that Judd doesn't think he's like part of LA when he's well, like one of the major players. I was just going to say, could you imagine being one of like the no names, but clearly you have a lot of money to live in LA. That's just like in the same grade as these kids. And you're just trying to like latch onto anyone who will listen. Well, that's why I always envisioned if I was like a single mom that like forced my child into, um, uh, acting work. And we would like live in a condo in on like, try and get into the Beverly Hills zip code. code. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. There was other, there's somebody else I'm mimicking that after because I mean, partly slums of Beverly Hills, but then there was another movie Uh, that came out that was about, or it's a TV show about a mom, like, like trying to get, you know, just being a terrible mother and forcing her kids into acting, but like getting into that zip code to like get them into the school to like get involved with all those people. I love Slums of Beverly Hills, which is so funny because the irony is I'll never forget. I saw that movie with my mom and dad and my brother in the in the bet in the den because my mom was like, this was back in the day when you would go to Blockbuster, not really know anything about a movie before you rented it because the Internet wasn't really a thing. And there being a lot of sexual moments in the movie and being like, this is so not comfortable to be watching. Yeah, because it's Natasha Leon's like debut and it's like her coming of age story. And she has like the body of a 19 year old, but she's like 15. And yeah. Yeah. And then that, weirdo I, little Davy Crumholtz. Looking. No, he's not in it. It's that other guy. I thought he was their little brother. Oh, she played. He plays a little brother. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I just think about what's his face, who's the dad. Um, from Clueless too. No. Oh. The, da- the dad is from Little Miss Sunshine. Um, what's his name? Alan Arkin? Yeah, he plays the dad. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, no, I'm going it's to a it. really it's a um like if you go back and watch that movie, there are a lot of Marissa Tomei's in it. Carl Reiner's in it. There's like a lot. Oh yeah, Dave Crumholtz is the brother. Sorry, I'm thinking of. Oh yeah, no, I always thought it was the dad from Clueless being because I I remember that commercial when it came out, the trailer coming out and being like, oh Dave, Kevin Corrigan, who's which crops up in such random things. Mina Savari, gotcha. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. like a lot of famous people in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Rina, no, it was Moreno. Wow, I don't remember that. I mean, it made splashes when it came out, like hardcore. Like people were Walter. like shocked by the behavior of this family. But yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, no, that's so funny. Like uh, I, that that movie will. But it's an iconic moment. I mean, I can see a lot of the imagery right now. We're just talking about it. It was just such an impactful the moment. I don't know why. Doing, like laundry because they're like living out of their car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway uh fun fact. shout out slums of beverly hills <laughs> yeah see oh you had that other story that crazy story yeah so we got um well slight uh, honorable mention but dishonorable mention john luke <laughs> brunel um killed himself in prison french prison he is the other right hand to jesseline maxwell's i'll never get her name right and jeffrey Epstein's. Be jesseline, jesseline 
Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. So yeah, he was a third party involved in that scenario, and he killed himself in a prison jail, uh, prison jail, uh, French prison this weekend. So now it's just unfortunately, Jessaline's gonna have to take the hit for like all these charges. I mean, not unfortunately, but I know. But it's just like, oh, so the guys get out of it because they killed themselves, and now it's all on the woman. The question I had immediately is: Are we sure he killed himself, or is it a just a Jeffrey Epstein scenario where people are thinking? It was more likely he killed himself because he's been locked away for a long time and he hadn't yet. So like he, you know, he's been in prison for a while. He got caught earlier on. And so it's like, well, if you're already, you know, dealing with all of this, why wait until this point to do that? But who knows? It could have been a hit by the queen as well. That's my worst (laughs) fear. Who also has COVID, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, uh, which is fascinating because, like, who's she even um, getting to- like near like, that has COVID? Leave, it wasn't like, Andrew. It I was mean, Andrew. Blame it on Andrew. Always will. <laughs> well, Charles basically kicked Andrew out this week, which is really fantastic. And he was like, "You're gonna have nothing to do with this, especially when mom dies. Like, you can go fuck yourself." I hope when mom dies, he actually sends him like to prison, like because he keeps <laughs> Andrew keeps avoiding prison and settling out of court. Yeah, I'd love if Charles is like, nah, brah, you going back in. <laughs> You've always been a little shit. Yeah. The only that, thing that's going to that save them the is. the first time I'd ever have respect for, for for King Charles or Prince Charles, whatever the fuck. Prince, yeah. 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 Um, But then also the only thing that's going to save them is that aunt, their daughters, Beatrice and uh, the other one. The other one. They have very close relationships with William and Harry, right? And so that's the only well, thing. Well, they like... know where their blood, where their bread is buttered. So, well, also you can only talk to so many people growing up, and you're like, well, yeah, this is it. Um, but okay, yeah. that's not even the story. Yeah, it was. Um, it's I can't say his name either. I think I mean I I would pronounce it as Ian, but I don't know if it's more of like I own, and that's such like a British. Oh, he's Welsh, so that's he's like Welsh, the Welsh yeah. spelling. But Ian Crawford and Alice Evans, this is a very contentious divorce that has been going on for a handful of months. Ian Crawford, probably best known for Fantastic Four franchise. I I was just going to say, before you go in, you may want to just like. Yeah. What would you know him from? Well, when I Googled him, the first thing that came up was Titanic, which I didn't see, but like apparently. Oh, I think he's like one of the ship captain helper guys. It said he's most notoriously famous, or maybe that was the first thing he was in. I don't know. He's a very attractive actor. So you've probably seen him in a lot because he's not bad to look at. But then when you hear their story, you're like, and he's a horrible human. So I don't care what he looks like. Yeah. So (laughs) a handful of months ago, he publicly blatantly like left his family he was like bye i'm done because and he has an eight-year-old and a ten-year-old i don't know why i'm laughing Alice Evans. because um because it was all like it was all during covid and it was all fucking public and it was a it was insane and so he straight up is like yeah i'm separating from my wife and was definitely having an affair he is doing all the most intensely like it could not be more on paper of like gaslighting moments that he's like literally walking through. Like he sat down with his PR team. He was like, we're going to map this out. I'm leaving my wife for a 24 year old, but I'm going to wait a few, a little while before I announce that I'm now in a relationship with this woman because I want it to look better for me and my career. And so his wife do not fuck with a scorned woman. Oh my. So she is burning this earth down and she's been going after him. On, for it. Yeah. On Instagram. <laughs> you can check it out on Instagram and on Twitter. 
she she has her involuntarily her life that she has built for the last 15 years and the career that she gave up to raise their children it has now you know out the window and now um she has he then has now taken upon himself i mean her texts are she finally gave him a blatant threat she threatened to say her threat was i'm gonna pull an amber herd like she did with johnny where she made him out to be an abusive drug addict guess what johnny there's nothing to be making out about johnny depp being an abusive drug addict that's a very clear thing that has gone on in Johnny Depp's life. He's never gone to rehab. He clearly has an alcohol problem just by his behavior on red carpets. The fact that he hasn't been arrested for some kind of assault is fascinating to me. Like he's not a good dude. No. So, so then this actually gave him the ability, this gave Ian Groffin the ability to then file a restraining order against Alice Evans, say, uh, you know, um, a classic restraining order. She has then turned around and filed full custody and, um, and she has, yeah, she just hasn't been quiet about how angry she is about all of this. And then he has now come out to be like, my new girlfriend is this 24 year old producer. I don't know how she got any of those gigs who actually, unfortunately has a very aggressive MS a diagnosis so then he came out being like i support her they're actually working on a project to like tell her story and the wife is like what the fuck are you doing we're still legally married <laughs> like yeah she's like what is take happening? care of your children yeah and she's like oh and now you look like this angel who's taking care of this woman who is has a deteriorating disorder and is going to need your help like are you going to be there her fr- physically are you if you couldn't support your family emotionally what makes you think you're gonna be able to help this woman in and out of her wheelchair in 10 to 15 years like oh and like slow clap ian grofford for being a saint for like then being in a relationship with a woman for with ms like he is doing everything and everything to frame it like she is a piece of shit psychopath and the internet is kind of more on his side and everyone's like wow she's really emotionally abusive and it's like i can't imagine what she has dealt with being married to him oh yeah and now everybody's like well i can't imagine what he dealt with being married to her and i was like this probably you know there's only so much a woman i can take so i mean i'm here for alice evans spewing all their dirty laundry and making him look like an absolute jackass and yeah that's the only other story that i'm passionate about this week yeah no it's it's definitely a crazy one and these poor kids yeah yeah at the end of the day it's really the children who are yeah and when she started talking about that she was like our children have not stopped crying like you have not been in contact with them they're finding out online that our marriage is over that their daddy is leaving the family and that you won't even work with me on this and he's like how dare you bring our children into this this is between you and us and she's like no we are a family and you are leaving the family so like how is this on me at all and he's like, well, I want to be able to get everything that I want and more. So I'm going to get joint custody and I'm not going to want to pay you spousal or child support. And yeah, it's going to be nasty. Yeah, I mean, he is probably one of the most egotistical, narcissistic men if he's doing all this. So it's, it's coming imagine. across that way. Yeah. yeah. So good luck to Alice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We support you. <laughs> We're here with you and spirit girl. Um, what are you watching? 
I mean, we tried to think of the other stuff that we were watching before. Oh, right. Like, I forgot you didn't have anything. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking I was going to suggest is it's not what I'm watching, but obviously we use this as a loose term of any type of content we're consuming. And for those that w- did watch Love on the Spectrum, um, the Netflix show uh, about people on the spectrum uh, dating, uh, this breakout star, Michael Theo, from from it is on this week's uh life is short which is the actor justin long's podcast and he does a different interview with a different celeb every week and i was so excited to see michael theo as there and i was like wait is this the same michael and then sure enough it says like of you know love on the spectrum fame and you know anytime we get to have another couple minutes with michael and just listen to how pure and you know, romantic romantic and just honest and it it was such a it put a smile on my face the whole time i was listening to it oh. um and it's really cute he's like trying to pursue voiceover acting and you know he's just so he was like asking at the very end he was like oh justin i think i have an idea i think we should be friends and just like you know it's just just listening to him, I'm like, oh, when is season three? Because I want more. The cutest boy so in the much. world. Yeah, he really is so cute. Um, yeah, no, I was on. Um, I had parental custodial duties this weekend. I had I had custody of the kids, so <laughs> that's my term for when I get my nieces for the weekend. And so then it's just been. I mean, I put well, on you did, in you Canto, know, but I wasn't watching it. I was like, yeah. you can watch this in the other room. Well, you did educate them on the world of Spider Man and Marvel. So yep. You yep, I got, your, I got, I birthed your a Marvel psycho. Yeah, hopefully I, I got my 14-year-old niece to get her spark her interest. Now we can have shared conversation. And then on the drive home, we talked about, um, I was like, maybe if we can pull it off, maybe her high school graduation will be a trip to uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Ooh, yeah. that would be a cool trip. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if we can't do it before, then we'll aim to do it for like that kind of celebration. But I was like, if I can get money, well, I mean, I'd rather go too. So, so yeah, other than that, no, I mean... No, literally, yeah. What did I watch? We're going to watch Orange... Like, we're going to catch up on some Bravo stuff during the week. Um, I just my usual... Big yeah, Brother. Yeah, Celebrity Big Brother. Me. Yeah, and then just kind of like British... Yeah, TV shows like QI. Just the panel stuff. Yeah, yeah, nothing really... I, didn't, I don't think I've had any time to check that stuff out. Yeah. Nothing new on here. What about excited. you? There's that new um, Apple TV show called Severance that's I think it was created by Ben Stiller and um, Adam the, Scott. Adam Scott's the the lead. Nice. So I'll probably check that out. Okay. Too. Cool. So yeah, I guess uh, until next time. Have fun, kids. Be safe out there. There's nothing. Everything's fine. There's no like nothing's the crazy. On fire. Have a good time. <laughs> We're positive. <laughs>